Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here. The home of Home Search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason as we enter the 11 o'clock hour here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, it is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. And Stephen Curry is back, Whitey Gleason, uh, as Curry plays 27 minutes, scores 23 points, uh, struggled a bit from three-point range, uh, but the energy uh, was back inside Chase Center tonight with Curry playing just his third game uh, in the building's history. Uh, but the Raptors wind up uh, getting a win, which is something they did uh, quite frequently against the Warriors last year. They won their final uh, four games over at Oracle last year. The final four games they played there, they win the first game that they play here. But tonight, all about Stephen Curry and uh, a pretty good night, a night where uh, his shooting wasn't quite there, but he did everything else pretty well. Yeah, Steph put on a show, new energy back in the building, and there's been good energy in this building, especially all things considered all season long. But it was electric tonight. Steph's passing tonight was uh, it was brilliant. It's not totally reflected in his assist total. He had seven, that's fine, but he made some amazing passes behind the back. Uh, just uh, he had it all clicking as far as that goes. He was so much more comfortable in the offense than the Warriors were when he played earlier in the year. Uh, and it's easy to say, well, that's because of Russell. Obviously, there's a lot of new guys, a lot of unfamiliar um, players and situations earlier in the year. Tonight, you know, the Warriors, the last couple of uh, wins on the road, they had this offense humming. Steph is so comfortable in that. They shared the ball again tonight. That is definitely an aspect of the game right now that is clicking. They didn't defend especially well, but 34 assists tonight. Seven for Curry, who passed brilliantly, as I said. Pascal, Eric Pascal had eight assists tonight. Yeah, led the Warriors with eight assists. Stephen Curry had seven. I, I thought Eric Pascal was was fantastic uh, in the ball game tonight. Uh, just one of four from three, but he did score 16 points, and he kept the ball moving. I mean, the big question surrounding him would be, all right, how is he going to fit his game into a box a little bit once he's playing with you know better players, once he's playing with Steph and eventually Klay Thompson, and, and how does it work between he and Draymond Green? He's been a much better player when Draymond hasn't been uh, in the lineup, and Draymond uh, missed his fourth consecutive game with this sore knee. But uh, you mentioned it on Warriors Live, and I thought it was a great point. Uh, the Warriors keeping Pascal in that bench role because that's going to be the role that he's probably going to have even though he played a lot of minutes 32 minutes uh, keeping him in that role that is probably going to translate to next year yeah get him accustomed to that um 
I think tonight was really encouraging from this standpoint and give the Raptors their due. Tonight, the Warriors had the full attention of a really good team, and I know they're a little uh, shorthanded, but we've seen so many times this year where uh, teams don't really give the Warriors their best effort. The Raptors gave the Warriors their best effort tonight, and the Warriors hung in there with them. Uh, They uh, kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. I think the Warriors had – they were doing a good job uh, keeping – taking care of the basketball, pardon me, but I think they had – Gosh, eight turnovers in the fourth quarter. They really started throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, So anyway, that's a really good sign that the Warriors were so competitive against a really good team. One thing, though, I just got to get it off my chest, and I'm not suggesting this had anything to do with the outcome. There were some incredibly poor calls tonight. There were some phantom calls that were made. I can think of three off the top of my head. Uh, One, the Warriors challenged, and uh, they won the challenge. There's a couple fouls called that were not fouls at all there was, there was a trip on Wiggins that was not a trip there was a, a block on Bender in which the Toronto player just threw his hip into him so there are some strange calls tonight so it was a bad look for the NBA on a nationally televised game but overall just a very entertaining contest 888 if you want to weigh in with your thoughts on Stephen Curry's return again 23 points Seven assists, seven rebounds uh, in 27 minutes. And uh, the Warriors, uh, all systems go from here. you got to figure that they're going to be, you know, slowly having his minutes continue a little bit of an uptick from here. They wanted to keep him anywhere between 24 and 28. Steve Kerr played him a, a five, six-minute stretch at the beginning uh, of the first and third quarters. He would bring him back in the second quarter for three or four minutes and the fourth quarter three or four minutes, and then he was able to finish uh, each uh, half and then eventually the ball game. Uh, the three-point shot, well, he did have a, a four-point play, and he hit he hit two of the, the, the most, you know, just – Perfect Steph Curry like three-pointers tonight. Uh, But overall, uh, and I was looking at the breakdown of his night via ESPN Stats and Info. They did a full breakdown of uh, his each field goal attempt. And uh, they note he had six attempts from 30 feet, which tied for the most in a game in his career. He was 0 for 5 on uncontested three-pointers in the game. So he had five uncontested threes. He missed all five of them. He was two for six when defended by Norman Powell uh, and also two for six when defended by Pat McCaw. Uh, but, yeah, the, he missed open looks, which I think is just a, it's a testament to rust. By the way, Norman Powell, uh, whatever Canadian people have for breakfast – that, that's what the Warriors were to him tonight. He destroyed the Warriors Career-high 37 for Norman Powell, and he made four threes uh, out of eight attempts, 13 of 20 overall. And, yeah, he was a handful for the Warriors. He hit some big shots in the finals going back to last June uh, and hit some big shots in, in this ball game uh, tonight as well. So, uh, yeah, Steph Curry missing some open ones. I, I thought he got a lot of good good looks. Uh, what, what did you think of Andrew Wiggins tonight? I thought Andrew Wiggins made some big threes in the fourth quarter, which is admirable because he'd been struggling to that point. He came into this game a real, uh, with a real cold snap, and his three-point shooting had continued. And then he made a couple big ones. Overall, I thought he had a pretty solid game, and I thought you know, if you're looking for how he and Steph were going to play together, some positive signs there. 21 points, nine rebounds for him tonight, had a couple of assists. Uh, he did not shoot especially well, but he made some big shots. 
So I thought he had a, a, a pretty good night. Uh, I think the signature Curry shot from this game would be with 3.20 left in the half when he threw in a shot from the right sideline to beat the shot clock and it went in. Uh, that was a signature moment. But as far as the threes go, is it just me or did the Warriors shoot a lot of threes tonight? The, the Warriors, <laughs> yeah, a franchise record 52 three-point 52 three-pointers. So Curry was back and he shot 12. But, yeah, 52 franchise record at one point uh, toward the end of the night as the Warriors were pushing 50. I said, I, I said, are they trying to be the Rockets? Yeah, you pointed that out to me. I, 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 I said, I, wow. I mean, it's just uh, – and look, in a year now that has 19 games to go – uh, for the Warriors, maybe they are trying to to spread the floor hmm. a little bit more and and just see if they can get away with maybe playing that kind of a style. Look, it is going to be a very different basketball team uh, that the Warriors put on the floor next year compared to what they've put on the floor even the last three, four, five years before this year. So maybe they have to find a way to 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 function uh, in a new fashion tonight. Another night, a second consecutive game where they actually knocked down more three pointers than their opponent. Of course, they had a big time advantage the game in Denver uh, tonight. Though the Warriors knocked down one more, but it took them 11 more attempts uh, to hit one more. Uh, so not uh, quite as efficient. It didn't seem forced to me. I don't know about you. Um, when you pointed out how many they shot, it was a little bit surprising. Point being, they, they took those three-pointers within the flow of the offense, I thought. I don't know how you – it didn't seem to me like I wasn't no, thinking, oh, my goodness, they're casting I really didn't threes. notice it until, yeah, the end, exactly. until the end of the game. I thought, whoa, fifth, like four, they were, at, I think, 48 or 49. I thought, wow, that's a lot. Nine for Wiggins at his attempts, 12 for Lee, 12 for Curry, and Mulder uh, shot eight threes for the total of 52, a new franchise record. By the way, kind of a mixed bag tonight for Damian Lee, right? I mean, he had 23 points, hit five of 12, but then missed two free throws, committed a couple of um, clear path fouls as well. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Inside Chase Center, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he met uh, with the media down in the Bill King interview room, and he discussed all things Stephen Curry's return. Steve, what were your impressions of Steph? I thought he looked great. He uh, moved well. It was not the ideal set of circumstances for him. You know, we were taking him in and out of the lineup to keep his minutes down and to, you know, keep his uh, stints shorter. He's not used to that. Um, but um, he obviously gave us a huge lift, and he changes changes the whole game when he's out there. So our fans could see it, they could feel it. Um, you know, we're a different team, uh, obviously, when he when he's on the court. So great to have him back, and uh, it'll be fun. You know, the next week or so to continue to uh, build up his minutes and and uh, you know get him get him back into the groove. Steve, a lot of your guys um, have either not played with Steph or played limited time with Steph. What do you think the biggest adjustment is for them when, when he is on the floor? Well, you know, it's even an adjustment for me, you know, because uh, this year we have called a lot more plays with, without Steph. And so there's a different rhythm to the game. You know, when Steph's on the floor, we're not going to call as many plays. So guys have to get used to just running down the floor and spacing and setting screens for them. And then it's going to be, you know, drive and kick and move the ball and and play. Um, we've had to, you know, with the injuries, we've had to uh, call a lot more plays in the half court. And, and uh, so we've got to find the right rhythm now. Um, 
between those two things when he's on the floor and when he's off the floor. So execution um, is the big is the big one, and uh, and we'll get there. We'll get better. I thought tonight uh, Toronto just turned up the volume in the fourth quarter defensively, and it's a great experience for for our young players, especially to feel what amounted to a playoff atmosphere um, where the the defense uh, ramps up and you got to execute and you got to stay poised and and all that and um, so it was a really really good night for us to to feel that and to experience it did it seem to you like he was really kind of testing that left hand I mean he threw a bunch of passes with the left hand and the dribble no I don't I honestly I don't give um, that stuff a second thought um he's he just he looks exactly the same to me he's he's always used his left hand really well as a passer and a finisher and i didn't notice anything different about it steve the vibe in the building tonight seemed a bit a little bit different uh how was it in the locker room pregame and and in huddles during the game and how was it on the bench uh there was just a different level of uh anticipation and excitement um you know it just to me, it feels like, you know, it's on again. You know, we're we're now uh, through the woods, as I said before the game. Um, we can start looking ahead and using these games to uh, to prepare ourselves for uh, trying to reach a higher level of play. And uh, for the most part, we did that tonight. But we also got a great lesson against the defending champs. Um, you know what it's like to play at that level. All we talked about before the game was transition defense, but until you face that kind of speed coming downhill at you, um, it doesn't matter what the coaches say. You know, we just show it on film and and try to get them ready. But that's different than having you know Siakam and Lowry coming right at you. So um, we're going to have to reach a different level of uh, defensive awareness, uh, game planning, gamesmanship. I thought we fell into a lot of fouls that we could have avoided. Um, but those are all things our, our young guys are going to learn. How do you think Wiggins looked in his first game next to Steph? Uh, I, th- I thought he looked great. He, you know, he hit, hit, some, uh, hit a couple big threes down the stretch to keep us in the game. Um, you know, he, uh, he rebounded well. He, uh, he defended. Um, you know he's he's a versatile defender for us, and in that kind of game against that kind of size and versatility, to have Andrew uh, to be able to switch him on to anybody on their their side is a just a huge uh, dynamic that won't show up in the stat sheet. Um, so I thought Andrew looked good, and you know he's he's going to get better as he plays with Steph and and with the rest of our guys, and I'm anxious to get Draymond back. Um, so that uh, uh, Andrew can feel that dynamic as well. But um, all in all, you know, it was a really good night for our team. It, I, w- I would have loved to have uh, come out on top, but some great stuff on the tape to learn from and uh, to take a step forward. Steve, you had um, some, some bad turnovers late, but you had 34 assists. I'm just wondering what you thought of the general ball movement. It was great. Um, these guys are all willing passers. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, you know, talented players who, who can uh, put it on the floor and uh, find the open guy. Marquise made uh, some big passes uh, late 
found Andrew in the corner. Um, you know, Damien and and Michael, Eric were all you know getting downhill. I think Eric had a bunch of assists. Yeah, he had eight of them. Um, so all this stuff, you know, we've been working on all year. Our players have have gotten better with, and now that we have Steph out there, you can see um, it's 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 going to make us better. It's going to um, it's going to pay off. Um, but we have to make sure we keep working and uh, keep using the rest of this season to to get better. Steve, it's been a, a lot of years now where you've been in a situation where you've basically had to tell Steph, "I know you want to play, but we're going to do what's best for you and sit down and." You know, not play 40 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, knowing who he is and how he operates, does it ever get any easier this time? Was it different knowing he wanted to play and, and you having to say, even if it means i got to be the bad guy, we're going to keep your minutes down, et cetera, et cetera? There was only one time, really, and uh, I think that was early in the second quarter. He had just made a three, and we took him out, and he kind of looked at me like, you know, but we had we had talked about it before the game. We wanted him to close the half and the game, and the only way to keep him at 28 minutes or less was to be able to uh, to get him out early enough and then bring him back. And so he understood. He fought it a little bit, but he he understood. So the good thing is we you know we he came out of the game feeling good, and uh, we can ramp up the minutes a little bit from here. Of course, of course, he's always going to do that. All right, thanks everybody. All right, so Steve Kerr there at the end saying, yeah, they're going to ramp up the minutes from here. They did have to – look, there's only a couple of ways to do it if you're going to separate it and have him play at the end. You can either have him play the first six or seven and the last six or seven of the half and, and do that in both halves, or you have to bring right. him back and then play him a, a three- or four-minute burst and basically split it into two two – four-minute burst. Yeah, as we said on Warriors Live, um, you know, they wanted to avoid a Zion Williamson situation, wanted to make sure he could finish. I didn't expect them to adhere so uh, uh, rigidly to that uh, the minutes restriction for step, but to their credit, they did. By the way, how about uh, Coach Kerr? It feels like it's on again. Yeah, yeah. that was the money quote. Yeah, I think tonight. it feels it, like it's on again. And it did feel like it was on again in this building. It really did. I mean, you had the Warriors chant. I mean, it it was as loud and as pronounced as at any point, I thought, during a regular season game as it's been in the last five or six years at that point in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's an iconic player, and it's everyone missed him. I think sometimes you, you maybe take him a little bit for granted, and then when he's not here, oh, my goodness, it's great down back. Well, and he came back, and, and you know, Steve says it's on again. I, I mean, you could feel it from the fans. Like, yep. it felt like, no, tonight was a game just because Steph was playing. Even if you are playing the defending champs, it felt like the fans tonight had their swagger back a little bit. Like, no, they, Warriors can win this game just because Steph is here. Yeah. And, you know, on a lot of nights, I don't think – Warrior fans have walked into this building this year thinking that was something that could possibly happen. They were, they've been desperate at times for something to cheer about, and tonight Steph Curry and the Warriors gave them a lot to cheer about, even though ultimately the Raptors were a little too much. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We will hear from Steph and Curry coming up here as well. We'll also hear from Andrew Wiggins. We're going to be with you here, Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game until midnight. Uh, so plenty of time for phone calls, and that's where Mo and Danville checks in. Uh, Mo, you are on 95.7 The Game on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Mo. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How's it going tonight? Doing Good. well. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You know, I was at the game tonight. I'm just driving back right now. Nice, easy traffic on the way home, so it's great. But 
Um, you know, a couple observations, you know, I think seeing Steph out there and seeing the energy, I think that's awesome. Obviously, you know, the team itself without Steph in there is, is, is interesting, but, you know, the, the final result was predictable. Um, however, the 24 minutes or 28 minutes that Steph was in there, I, I noticed that he was very aggressive in his first game back, kind of getting to the, to get into the basket, not settling for, you know, kind of step-back threes or really, you know, hiding himself on the offense. He was very involved, and I'm curious to understand if, like, with, with, with Steve Kerr's press conference saying, like, you know, let's ramp up the minutes, I'm, I'm actually curious to understand if that's really what's going to happen because the way he's attacking the rim is good, but at the same time, you don't want to risk this with the team we have on the court, plus the fact that Steph's got his legs underneath him predominantly from his conditioning. So I just want to get your guys' opinion. Like, would you want to see him escalate his minutes right now and get back to 35, 38 minutes a game towards the end of the season? Or do you feel like, you know, wrapping him up after, you know, a few games and put him in bubble wrap is the right decision to make? Because, you know, the, the, the result's going to be inevitable in terms of what is going to happen on the court. And, yes, it's exciting. I think from a fan experience perspective, it's great. But – I think from a business point of view, it's really important that we consider the long-term impacts of using him in the offense that's out there versus the offense that's going to be there next year. So I'll take your comments off the line, but appreciate your feedback. Thanks, Mo. Appreciate the call. Look, I think Steph wants to play, and Steph's going to play. And I think that's just the way it's going to be. And I think you could, you know, you could make a case that him playing tonight and playing Saturday in this building and playing Tuesday in this building and playing Thursday in this building, there's, there's a, a benefit to that, too, that goes beyond – just the outcome, uh, as Mo mentions, uh, and and that's hey the fans want to see him play and he wants to play in front of these fans. I don't think it's going to be 38 minutes. I think it's probably going to wind up being around 34. Uh, and look, they'll they'll pick and choose. They, I don't think they're going to get carried away with it. Uh, but I do think you know Steph he kind of said it again today. He wants to play every game. Before, you know, at shoot around. He you know there was. They talked about maybe some of the back-to-backs and maybe give them three or four games off out of the, the 20, now 19 that are left, but he didn't want any part of that. Yeah, and, and Mo, I thought Steph took the ball to the basket as much as he did tonight in part because of the, the way Toronto defended. They put a lot of pressure on the basketball, on the perimeter, and that's how you attack that. If they're overplaying you on the basketball, you try to get by them and, and drive. At times, Toronto, the way they had their defense set up in the middle of the floor, Steph would uh, come off a screen, and then the post player guarding the screener, he was right on Steph. I mean, they were – it was almost a double team. So they had their whole defense geared to Steph, and I think that's one reason why he took the ball to the basket as many times as he did is because he was really the focal point of their defense, and they were exerting a lot of pressure out on the ball on the perimeter. And he was taking the ball to the basket in an attempt to, to kick it out. Too. Yeah. I mean, if you That's look, part of the offense, too, draw and kick. If yeah. you wind up looking at his final shooting numbers – you know, 12 of his 16 shots were three-pointers. Yeah, collapse the defense to you and, yeah, find uh, but, open shots. But as you mentioned at the, the top of the show, his passing was fantastic tonight, and he did wind up with seven assists. Uh, so, I, look, I, I, there was one moment, to Mo's point, where he got fouled uh, under the basket and he took kind of an awkward fall. Yeah, you kind of – And I kind of I went, ooh. Like, and, yeah. and, and it reminded me, and it, is, and it is a reminder, as much as, look, Steph wants to play and the Warriors are on board with it, and, look, he's healthy and you, a player can get injured at any point, there is still some risk that the Warriors are taking in having him be out here because if, if they wind up somehow in a situation where he get, 
take some kind of a, a major injury that has a an impact next year, I mean, they will be widely second-guessed for the decision to put him out there, even though he wants to be out there. I think essentially there's no in-between. You play him or you don't. And if you play him, what I mean is then... You're playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're playing I, him, and it's, what, yeah. and it's normal tonight, maybe yeah. a few less minutes, but mm-hmm. eventually it's exactly. going to be 34, 35, and... And There's you just no go from there. Maybe well, you give him a night him, off. Yeah, yeah. Maybe give him one night off or two. Maybe it's not going to be four or five, as as we talked about, uh, you know, before he actually spoke to it earlier. Uh, but I, 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 it that just one awkward fall, and obviously he had the one awkward fall back in October, uh, to where he had to miss the the four months and the fifty eight games that he did. Uh, I I just the the thought was, boy, there there is, and again, I I get it. The Warriors are on board with it. He's on board with it. He's healthy. He wants to play. That's why he's playing. But I just I had that flash in my mind sure. of if something did happen, boy, what would the conversation be then? And I thought it was very interesting, uh, Coach Kerr's response to the question. It was a fair question, but I, I felt the same way. The question about, well, did he look any different? Was he was he overusing his left hand? And Steve Kerr said, I no, I just don't even want to talk about that. I don't He's think done there's with anything that to that. And we're, yeah, we're done. We're done with it. I'm so over that. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. It's Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com. The home of home search, 888-957-9570, Continuing to react to Stephen Curry's return after missing the last 58 games. Raptors, by the way, they got the win against the Warriors tonight, 121-113. The Warriors with their, I know we'd been talking about the nine-game streak going back to 2001. Well, now that is a 10-game home losing streak, Whitey. And the 10-game home losing streak to dip to 7-25 and 25 here. Now the longest home losing streak for the Warriors since the 97-98 season. So we keep going deeper and deeper. It's Bring on the Sixers. Now been 22 years uh, since they last lost 10 in a row. And that came when they also lost 11 in a row. Uh, I don't know if it's good news or bad news, uh, but Philadelphia did win in Sacramento tonight. The Sixers, I didn't realize this. I know they've not been a very good road team this year, and I believe only have two uh, home losses on the year. The Sixers hadn't won a road game in about a month, but they won uh, just up the road in Sacramento. So I don't know if that makes uh, you know the game more difficult for the Warriors on Saturday or not, but the, the, the Sixers were kind of a desperate team tonight there playing shorthanded, and they went and got one. Is there a chance Embiid could play on Saturday? I don't believe so. I know he was scheduled to be reevaluated. I never saw anything that, that came out of that, uh, but uh, we'll have to check on that. We'll get you an update on that, but I, I don't believe that's going to be the case. Yeah, another nationally televised game, so the place will be live once again. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason will come back. We'll hear from Stephen Curry, the man himself, as he met uh, with the media after this one. Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Raptors beat the Warriors 121-113 to as Toronto outscored the Dubs 32-25 in the fourth quarter after the Warriors had made it a one-point game going to 
the fourth quarter. Uh, all eyes on Stephen Curry as he returns to action. 27 minutes for Steph, a 23-7 and seven evening. And uh, let's let's go ahead and hear from the man of the night, uh, Stephen Curry, as he met with the media downstairs here at Chase Center following the game. Steph, how did it feel to be out there again after four months? It felt great. It was uh, a lot of energy, just anticipation for tonight, just getting back out there on the floor, just seeing what was going to happen. It was kind of a, a cool moment with, uh, again, just the, the excitement and energy in the building. And I was, I didn't, like, I didn't really know what to expect, how to handle, like, the, the minute restriction and all that. Uh, just trying to make my first shot and uh, just get comfortable out there. But throughout the 27 minutes, I felt good. So I'm excited to be back out there. And, you know, we had some... Some good moments. Obviously, Toronto is a you know, championship team that uh, has a lot of chemistry and uh, they know how to win. So for us, it was a good step in the right direction. Um, everybody just competing and we can build off of this. I know you throw lefty behind the back passes, lefty passes, but it seemed like you threw about 12 or 15 of them tonight. Was that? Have you seen me play for 10 yeah, years? You know 11 I years? That's, I love doing that. Was it more? Per I mean, it seemed like it was unless you came in with a purpose to to see that tonight. No, I was just reading plays, and I kind of talked about it leading into the game. I was trying to be out there, not thinking about it. If I need to make that pass, make it, and no hesitation. Um, it was a good feeling throwing the first one and just feeling my hand be where it's supposed to be and making an on target pass. And so that made me smile a little bit for sure. Q, I was working out a couple of days ago, and I was working on a. Uh, those type of passes, and I wanted to work on them some more, but Q shut me down. He's like, we're not going to have any of those the first game. Just keep keep it simple. And then my first real, like, pass, I threw that. So I'm sure he cracked a smile, too. Uh, Steph, could you describe um, just what kind of support you got, not only here, but from well wishes from around the league? I mean, it's a brotherhood throughout, and I know everybody wants to see everybody healthy and, and playing. So I don't really follow – the the social media talk and all that type of stuff but in terms of people hitting me uh you know wishing me luck and knowing you know how long the rehab process was <clears throat> you know that's a good feeling so um and even playing against the, you know Toronto knowing what happened last June and that back and forth uh, I know a lot of guys on that team personally so um it was a cool vibe you know competing like that uh and again just excited to get back out there Steph, would you call that rise? Um, oh, did you? You was <laughs> waiting four months for that. Uh, did you? Did you feel missed out there? It seemed like Chase was like ready to give you all the adoration. Did you? Did you feel it from them? For sure, we've been together for eleven years, and uh, obviously, I've never been out this long while the season's going on. So, you know, with with the new building and and. Uh, being on the sidelines cheering for so long and just trying to get back out there, it was definitely fun. So, uh, again, a lot of energy in the building, and, you know, I appreciate that, you know, so much in terms of getting to play in front of the best fans in the league. And, you know, regardless of how this season's going, you you wouldn't have known walking in this building tonight. So that was fun. Steph, you mentioned you've never missed that much time during the season. I'm just curious what your time off was like. Obviously, you want to get back on the court, but you also get a little more time with your family. Just kind of what was that process like? Yeah, you kind of deal with the new reality as it comes. Um, obviously, coming into the season four games in, I was excited about uh, trying to help lead the team where we wanted to go, chasing the playoffs and all that, but it's taken away. you got to be productive 
in uh, in all aspects, you know, while you're out through rehab and, and obviously, the, like you said, the opportunity to appreciate life as well outside of basketball. So I, I'm happy to be back in my happy place for sure. But uh, a lot of good, you know, happened over these last four months. Steph, Kirk clearly wanted to have you on the floor with the Wiggins all the time. Uh, what was that like? It certainly seemed like you were looking for, you were finding him, especially on the in the corner there. Uh, did you feel a chemistry with Wiggins? Yes and no. Like I know we some of the plays kind of happened that way, and you just again read the situation and try to just make the right play. Honestly, I didn't have any plan coming to the game. I was just gonna shoot when I was open, drive. You know, if I wasn't, and uh, really just get comfortable with the with the spacing, and and again just try to make the right play. So. Uh, as we continue to go, you know, these last, what, 19 games now, uh, I'll start try to be more purposeful about some of the calls that we make and trying to build that chemistry as we go forward. Um, but there's a there's a lot of um, flow to what we were doing. I think everybody was just excited to see, you know, the spacing and, and, and the domino effect of, uh, you know, how they defended me, and, and, and we can build off of that. Steph, what... Were you nervous? Did you have butterflies? And if you did, what could you compare it to another time? Is it like when you were a rookie, when you were playing in your first finals? No, it was just totally different because um, I, I was more anxious than anything just because <coughs> through, uh, through Sunday, I thought I was playing and getting my mind ready for that. Then going on to Santa Cruz and kind of just watching the clock, waiting for tonight to show up. So it's more anxiousness than anything just to get back out there. Uh, I got right to it. I think like within the first three minutes, I got tripped and had to land on my hand and got back up. So that was a good feeling, you know, having confidence, just being able to take that hit. Um, but it was it was definitely weird. Everything seemed to be going pretty fast. Just when you can't simulate. Uh, you know, that game intensity and speed, and you try to do all you can with the workouts, but just getting out there, just getting comfortable, was, it was fun. Did anything uh, surprise you, good or bad? And take us through that uh, that buzzer-beating three that you hit in the second quarter there. I mean, the bad was just having to deal with the short burst because I felt better than I expected and felt like I obviously could have played more minutes. Uh, Got to stick to the plan just this first game, but – that was the hardest part to kind of deal with where you're trying to get a rhythm. I think I got subbed out after making, I think twice after making a shot. So uh, no reaction from coach as I'm scowling at him on the way, on the way by. Um, but that was, that was the hardest adjustment in terms of trying to get a rhythm, but knowing you got to, you know, adhere to the restri minute restriction. Um, oh, the, the shot was just a, uh, <clears throat> Kind of a bang bang play. I didn't really expect EP to throw it, but I got my feet underneath me and, and shot it. And uh, you saw the smile I had on my face. It was it was kind of a cool moment. Just you kind of catch it in rhythm and flow and, and shoot it. All right. So Stephen Curry there as he uh, finishes with twenty three points. Uh, not really feeling the the chemistry yet with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I thought that was an interesting answer coming off of you know, yeah yes and no. Not really focused on it. Just trying to get back out there and play. Yeah, I mentioned the turnovers in the fourth quarter. The Warriors had, I believe, seven turnovers in the fourth quarter. But Steph, for all the focus on his left hand, is it numb? You know how many turnovers he had tonight? He had one. 
Yeah. He had a single turnover, so I know it's just one game, but so far, so good as far as all that goes. And he also made the point about yeah, throwing passes with my left hand. Have you have you never seen me play before? That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing that a lot. Yeah, and, and, and a lot, and and with varying degrees of success. I mean, I know. I think it'd be a good thing if he threw fewer one-handed, left-handed passes. But what do I know? <laughs> Steve Kerr, I agree with you <laughs> from time to time with that one. Uh, so all in all, uh, Stephen Curry. Uh, trying to work out some of the kinks, and he uh, wound up having uh, 23 points to go with seven boards and seven assists. 8 at 8, 957 We'll come back. We'll hear from Andrew Wiggins. Still time for a phone call or two. It is Warriors Wrap-Up brought to you by Realtor.com on 95.7 The Game. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason back here inside Chase Center. Raptors beat the Dubs 121-113. So the Warriors now 10 straight losses on the home floor. They'll have another chance on Saturday with the Philadelphia 76ers in town. You know what I want to see Saturday? A win? I want to see Draymond Green play. Yeah, I I think. I want to see Draymond I think that's the next phase of this thing, right? Uh, you go get Andrew Wiggins, you bring back Stephen Curry, and now you add Draymond Green to that mix, and you say, okay, how are those three going to look together? You know Clay Thompson isn't going to play. And then you start to, to pencil guys into some bench roles, and I think the Warriors have already done that with Eric Paschal. I mean, Marquise Chris, I thought he was maybe – uh, you know, people worried about Steph Curry being a little too amped. I thought Marquise Chris was a little bit too amped early on in the ball. He settled game. down though and had a nice game. Settled down, did have a nice game. I mean, and and again, as we've talked about so many times, you can start to see the pieces fit, right? Stephen Curry and Wiggins, and when Draymond comes back and Pascal is a bench player, Damian Lee is is going to start at at the two because Clay Thompson is out, and, and then everybody else is just you're just trying to see are they a third stringer, are they. Uh, an up-and-down guy maybe in the G League next year, a two-way player. Uh, th- there's some open spots available, but uh, I think there's just some clear-cut, delineated you know, roles in pencil, if you will. Yeah, and it's so hard to evaluate some of these young, unproven players when they're playing against teams that aren't necessarily giving you their best effort, which, again, is one of the reasons why some of the efforts tonight were so encouraging. You mentioned Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris had a very nice game tonight. He also, by the way, he had four assists. I know Steve Curris talked about what a good passer he is, and that's probably been the most surprising aspect of this surprising Marquise Chris season. So for for Chris and Pascal to have uh, as productive as nights as they had tonight against a really good team that was really trying to beat you, that's very encouraging. Everybody that played for the Warriors tonight had at least two assists, except for Michael Mulder. Everybody did. Juan Toscano Anderson had three. Damian Lee had three. Dragon Bender had four. Sharing the ball. If Dragon Bender could make a shot, I, I think he might be a keeper, but he just has not played well. No, he made a dunk and then you know, a couple other opportunities that he was not able to convert tonight. I still think the big key with him is making threes. If he can make threes, you know, 34% or higher, I think there's a spot for him in the NBA. Uh, and maybe with the Warriors, but he was 0 for 3 tonight, and he's got a line drive, a flat shot going. If he can't make that shot, I don't think he's going to be around much longer. The Warriors with their 33rd different starting lineup. Wow. 
this season tonight with Stephen Curry back in the starting lineup. But as we mentioned on Warriors Live, Steph playing and only three other players that were even on the roster the last time he played are still on the roster and were active tonight. Doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago when he played against the Suns and got hurt and watching the Warriors in those first few games? And I know they actually had a, a big win uh, on that road trip, but they looked like they were still trying to figure out so many different things. And now at least they have a much clearer idea going forward of who's supposed to do what. Of course, the, the big questions are going to be answered in the offseason, too. Yeah, and, and we mentioned those roster spots that are still available uh, as far as, look, I, I think there are three rotation spots open, and that's even if you count Pascal and Lee as having rotation spots. Those, those three, and, and you count Chris and, the, the you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and, and Wiggins, I still think there's three rotation slots uh, available. Yeah, you know, one of the players, and we didn't talk about this in Warriors Live, but one of the players that's really going to have to adjust to Steph's return is Jordan Poole. Yeah, and he did not play well today. No, and he had limited minutes. You know, he's been playing a lot. Yeah, he's been playing a lot and been, you know, playing better, but he's going to have the ball, I think, in his hands a little bit less. It, he almost becomes a little bit more of a guy that's going to have to catch and shoot to be successful. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Alex Scott and Cody Pasby back in our San Francisco studios for Tim Jordan setting us up out here at Chase Center for Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. We will be back with you Saturday, both 9 to noon with Warriors this week yeah. and at 4 o'clock with Warriors Live. That's going to do it. Raptors beat the Dubs tonight in Steph Curry's return. 121-113. You heard it right here. 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.